first reading. My name is Grace, and I love being uh, a kids' church teacher, one of them. Uh, kids' church meets every Sunday during the service with an average of 10 to 15 kids. At kids' church, we teach about the Bible and Jesus and their relationship to Him. In this day and age, it is vital to teach them what is truth and honorable and just and pure and lovely, um, and still have fun with games and crafts. We are grateful for the teachers and helpers we already have, but as always, we'd be happy to have more. Uh, if numbers continue to grow, it would be ideal to have two separate classes, two different ages. That means double the number of volunteers. Please continue to pray for the young kids, um, not just on Sundays during kids' church, but throughout the week. Um, if you feel led to help out, please let us know. We would really love to hear from you, and thanks so much. Hi, I'm Linda Tapper, and I'm current prayer coordinator at Cornerstone. Um, every Tuesday night from 7 to 8, a faithful group of prayer warriors come together for prayer. We pray for all the ministries of the church. We pray for our pastors, their government, uh, the communities, health issues. And we have a wonderful time of fellowship together in the presence of God. We also have a 24-hour prayer team telephone ministry and we have 12 current members and uh, I am the day coordinator from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Evelyn Little is coordinator from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Um, anyone who has a prayer request could contact me during the day, could contact Evelyn in the evening and we pray two by two and we're just amazed at the number of prayers God has answered. What a privilege to come into his presence when we're praying, and we invite you all to come. Hi, I'm Casey. I am the nursery coordinator for Cornerstone. Just wanted to say it's so great to see the nursery up and running again after being empty the last few years through COVID and we didn't have very many young kids for a while and we have some new families. So it's been full again on Sundays. It's been noisy. Maybe you hear us and it's really great just to see it up and alive again. And I'll put in a plug. We do need more volunteers if there's any adults that would like to help out. Uh, it's great. I know a lot of people love to see the young kids and we could use more hands there as well. So it's a easy commitment if you want to help out. We'd love that. Thank you. Hi, my name is Karen and I am in charge of the Cornerstone Cafe Ministry. I would love to share a little bit about the ministry. It's a wonderful ministry. We get to make coffee and tea and drinks for people every Sunday for when they come into the church. 
And I absolutely love this ministry because it's a way of welcoming people. I know we've had several comments about um, us serving coffee and how great it is to have coffee, especially from newcomers. We do get some wonderful feedback and I do love that it's sort of an extension of our welcome here at Cornerstone. And I do believe that coffee is God's gift and I believe it's a way, you know, he's given us kind of a tool to welcome people into our place of worship. Uh, one story I'd love to share is actually something that happened at our youth group. It's not necessarily on a Sunday morning, but I've started making coffee for the youth. And there's been a couple weeks recently where we've had some really wonderful discussions with the youth up around the coffee machine. And I just absolutely love that coffee can do that. It's like a, a way to draw people in and I've just thought that that has been uh, really wonderful, especially for the youth. Okay. Hi everyone, I'm Terry Black, coordinator of the Show Love Team. When I think of the Show Love Team, I think of faith, community, outreach, and connection. And I feel that the Show Love Team um, uses all of those qualities to reach out to our community, to share the love of Christ, and to be His light. Jesus. And um, I will always remember an experience we had last year at the Big Give. And um, there was uh, some ladies here, uh, they lived at a women's shelter. And this one lady, um, she was all upset and crying, and she was, um, you know, um, we reached out to her and had a conversation with her, several of us, and uh, at different times throughout the day. And she was so amazed at how kind everyone was and how generous everyone was. Um, Linda and Tapper and I, we went and uh, we delivered all of the items that they had uh, uh, chosen because they were give, uh, collecting items for the shelter for the children and they had too much stuff to fit in the little car. So we made arrangements to um, deliver it. And when we got there, the driver of the car met us, but the other woman didn't want to come down because um, she was so touched by the spirit that she just didn't know how to handle it and she didn't know what was happening. So it was just really encouraging to know that God brought this woman to the Big Give um, to experience his love and generosity and kindness and that he was still working in her life. So that was one thing I will always remember and cherish about being part of this team. Hi, my name is Wendy and I uh, run Cornerstone Kids, our midweek children's program that uh, started back up this year after, um, after not having really a kids program since 2019. And so it was really exciting to see um, kids come out and to be part of our kids program. Um, we had about 13 kids attend our program, uh, several of them coming from the community outside of our church. That was wonderful as well as we looked at the story of Daniel, Esther, the birth of Jesus, Jesus' early life, and Jesus' uh, ministry and his teachings. And um, we looked at those through uh, various themes and through songs and stories, small groups and snacks, and, and fun times together. 
Um, they also learn five Bible verses this year, uh, one per month. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things will be given to you as well. Matthew 6, 33. The Lord is a good refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Nahum 1, 7. For months. Uh, but the one of the my favorite nights at Cornerstone Kids was um, one night where we were looking at our memory verse and I said, go look it up in the Bible and make sure what is on the screen matches what's in your Bible. And none of the children knew how to do that. And so it was wonderful to spend uh, you know, much time just looking at how to look up a Bible verse, what the books of the Bible are, and what the big number meant, the chapter, <laughs> and what the little number meant, the verse. And they were so excited to like find it in the book and it was the same as the, as the one on the screen and they ran up really excited to show me that they'd found it. And so it just really struck me that, you know, the basics, some of the basics that we um, grow up in, in the Christian faith are really important to pass on to our children. And so um, anyways, looking forward to next year and what God has for us there as well. And uh, yeah, thanks for being part of it. Thank you to our adult leaders and our youth leaders as well for um, allowing this to happen. Yeah, check one, two. Is it working? Okay. Um, good morning. My name is Lawrence King. I'm, along with my wife Belinda, we lead the uh, welcome team. And uh, we're very blessed by having a dedicated group of volunteers to be here on a Sunday morning and to greet people as they come into the church. And I think we were happy to take this role on because we know the importance of having a greeting when you arrive at church. Sometimes Belinda and I have been traveling. We usually try to find a church before, beforehand um, away from home. And there's been the odd church where you walk in and nobody even talks to you. And that's just wrong. When we greet those coming to the church with a smile and a handshake, it's saying you're welcome here. And, uh, and in fact, I think all of the greeters would agree that you get more out of this maybe than you give. As one, one of our greeters said, uh, there was one Sunday where she particularly just didn't feel like doing this. She just didn't feel right. When she got here, she said, I'm gonna do it anyway. As soon as she starts greeting and smiling, everything changes. And uh, she said it was just a, a blessing that day um, to, to meet people coming into the church. I think for Belinda and I too, being relatively new here, it's nice to be able to greet everybody who comes into the church because we don't know everybody. And uh, you know, after service on a Sunday, you might talk with your little group of similarly gray-haired people, but <laughs> We, it's a nice way to get to know the church as well. And one other uh, thing I'd like to share is another one of our greeters mentioned how rewarding it was one morning when a new family came to the church and she just felt blessed to be able to welcome them here, to tell them about Cornerstone, uh, to invite them for coffee and invite them to come back again. And uh, this was a family who had discovered us online, which is the way Belinda and I came to Cornerstone as well. So, yes, we, I think greeting is a very important and I want to thank each of the people that uh, has agreed to be part of this ministry. Thank you.
Hi, my name is Kim Holland and I am the Graft, uh, otherwise known as the Grounds and Facilities team leader here at Cornerstone. Um, I was asked to give a brief list of some of the things that we've got to be a part of in projects this year here at Cornerstone. Um, a few of the things are we replaced the air conditioners this past summer for the Fellowship Hall and the Sanctuary, which we realized very quickly how necessary those things were in the heat of the summer. Um, we were able to uh, build and put in a walkway along the side door, which is super great and hopefully in the near future be able to use that as a, um, another entrance coming in through the coat room. Um, we were able to put up this cool vinyl welcome sign with the help of Jeff Jewett and his prep for the wall and um, we were able to look after all the lawn mowing and the snow maintenance which contracts which are always um, just another thing added to the list and currently we are working with um, different companies and the insurance company as we uh, clean up and rebuild um, in the basement which will be super exciting as we get to move forward with that. Um, I was asked to give a brief uh, kind of overview of why I love to do what I get to do here. And I wrote that I love that I get to use my gifting of design and maintenance while serving here in the body of Christ. Some of my favorite moments are the interactions with the contractors and the workers that we get to have the honor of working with praying that during these trials of broken pumps and air conditioners and late calls in the middle of the night for broken things, that um, we are being a light to the community that we're blessed to be a part of. And I hope that we continue even as we go into this year, um, not so much dealing with the broken stuff, but get to be exciting, uh, be a part of more exciting projects as we move forward. Am I supposed to wear this? No, just hold. Well, we're, we're ahead of schedule and no one told me to be brief, so buckle up. <laughs> just kidding, I wrote a thing. I wrote a thing. Uh, so every month, uh, you'll hear someone, sometimes me, sometimes whoever's doing announcements, they'll be like, 613 rendezvous this Sunday, and it's for the youth. And then the rest of you probably have no idea what that is, why we do it. Uh, so. During COVID, uh, we were lonely because it's sad to do COVID church by yourself. Uh, so then us, like the Cornerstone Youth, uh, we got together with the Southgate Youth, which is a church in Kentville, and then the Salvation Army from Kentville. Uh, and we watched a church conference for teens called the Change Conference because uh, watching things online got real boring real fast during COVID, right? Yeah, everyone hates computers now. So... We, we got together and we did that and it was awesome. And like, so to watch a thing and it was good, we were like, we should do like a live thing and get together and, and do this all the time. So now every month since, I think we started last April was our first one. Uh, so then we've been doing this, I guess, 13 months now. Um, uh, we get together and there's now, I think like five or six churches involved, like youth groups and, and we get together every month and we worship God, we sing some songs, like last month we had a barbecue, uh, we played a bunch of parking lot, part parking lot games, um, and it's just awesome to do that, and to like share resources, and uh, I don't know, I, th I think like it helps the leaders not get so tired, and Southgate owns cooler toys than we do, so 
it's nice to share when someone has cool stuff. Anyways, uh, so the things that we've been doing here specifically, uh, not so much with others. This year, I, I wanted to put a big focus in our youth group on uh, having fun, because I think fun is important, and small groups. So uh, first, I'll tell you about fun, because it's fun to talk about fun. Um, so like, as adults, I think that you kind of figure out, like, church is important. I'm going to go to church, even if it sucks, which I don't think our church sucks. But even if it did, I think most of you would still come because you know that God is here and Dan's decent and it's going to be, it's worth it. But like young people don't think like that. If it's boring and if it's not fun, they don't want to be here. And all the parents are like, yeah, my kids sometimes, my kids didn't want to come this morning because they knew there wasn't kids church. And they're like, oh, it's not going to be fun. I don't want to go. Kids don't want to come if it's not fun. So I wanted to be intentional about fun. Uh, so I want to show you this video of probably the funnest thing we did this year. Do you have that, Jane? Yeah. So when, when you see Karen next, uh, she is now a famous rap star. So uh, I know you probably couldn't hear the words there, but so she had a Dr. Seuss book in her hands, and the activity was uh, to basically rap Dr. Seuss lyrics to whatever beat came on. Um, so somehow the teens convinced Karen to do this, uh, and now like Karen's going to be a legend in their minds as this amazing youth leader who is willing to dance and make a fool of themselves because uh, that's just, that's fun and that's cool. So now like when Karen goes and, and like she, she mentioned in her video, like a few times now they've sat up in the, the kitchen and she's making coffee and just talking to these senior high girls about life and whatever. And like they, they all came screaming down here when they realized Karen was rapping Dr. Seuss. <laughs> So it, I, I think like that fun makes the leaders cool because um, we're not all naturally cool. So sometimes we need to fake it with Dr. Seuss and Dr. Dre. Um, so then the other thing that we uh, tried to really emphasize this year was small groups um, because I realized, well, I, it's just like that, that saying that you hear um, and I think this really applies to teens that you don't, or th like, they're not going to remember what I said, but they're going to remember how we made them feel, which I think comes through the fun stuff. Fun feels good. Um, but then also, like, whatever I say on the stage, and I notice this, especially with the junior high bo boys, I don't even know if it makes it in the first year to go out the other. I think it just misses completely. But, um, but then we have the small group time after, and at least I can kind of see where they're at and I can gauge, were you paying attention at all? Even just a little. And um, yeah, like so 
one of the cool things that came up in the small group time was someone asked about baptism, which I don't think what we were talking about had anything to do with baptism, but someone asked about baptism. And I mean, if, if I'm going to get a question and they're not answering my questions, I'll take what I can get, I'm going to answer that. So we talked about baptism a little bit, then I think I taught on it at least one week, maybe two after that to just kind of really like make sure everybody knows this is what the Wesleyan Church thinks about baptism. Uh, and then, as you know, I got to baptize my first two teens this year. Yay! Um, but what you don't know uh, is that there was at least four others in our youth group who were contemplating getting baptized, and they're still kind of thinking about it and figuring that out. So hopefully next, next time we're doing baptisms, I don't know when that's going to be, but uh, there should be more soon. So you guys can pray for that. Um, Oh, I screwed up my notes here. Oh, yeah, so I'll, I'll just tell you what a normal youth night is like. So we, we show up around 6.30. Uh, we play a game. I like to play outside, especially this time of year, because it's super nice, uh, and it keeps the smells down from sweat and stuff. Uh, and then, um, then we'll come in here, and it's basically a church service. We'll do like a couple announcements, whatever events and activities we have coming up. Uh, and then we'll do worship, which is often led by our teens. Um, and then uh, we'll pray, uh, you know, about whatever we've got going on. Um, we have some things that we always pray about. Uh, we do prayer requests sometimes. Um, and then we'll do some type of message. So lately uh, we've been doing this. So does everyone know the Bible Project? Four of you know the Bible You should check it out. It's super cool. Uh, so the Bible Project got together with Alpha, and everybody knows Alpha, yeah? So the, the two of them got together and did a thing, so then you know it's going to be good. Um, so we've been watching those, and they, they just kind of journey through Luke and look at some of the major themes, and then uh, we just started Acts, because did you know that Luke wrote Acts? Yeah. A- Acts is Luke too. if you didn't know that. Um, now you do. You're welcome. So... Uh, now, now we're journeying through that, and it kind of just encourages the teens to like read their Bibles and, and to just engage with what's going on, which is really what the Bible Project in Alpha is all about. Uh, so we, we've been doing that, uh, and then that, that brings us into a small group time, and they like come with questions that are like very related to what, what was going on in the video, and then this last week... Uh, they kind of skip the questions and they're like, just pray in your groups for whatever is going on. Uh, and I mean, junior high boys, we had an okay time. But then I know like the girls, you guys always have an awesome time. Um, and there was like, like, I think we've heard from Ariana a few times in the last month, let's say. And I mean, Ariana is just the bold one who's willing to kind of share what's going on in her life. But I would say most of the girls are having similar experiences to what Ariana is telling you about. Um, yeah, so other things we got going on. Uh, I told you about no other name on uh, April 20, no, April 16th. So if you have no idea what no other name is because you weren't here, uh, you can go back and watch the Sunday service from April 16th because if you weren't here, you didn't see it. Uh, so I'm going to encourage you to do that, and then you'll learn all about what no other name was, which is where I got that Dr. Seuss rap thing from, so you're going to want to know. Um, and then another thing that we did this past year was 
So that change conference I talked about watching online, so that normally happens in Toronto. And this past October was the first time that they ever did one in Ottawa. So they did it at Southgate, which is super close, and Wesleyan, so we're trying to take over. And um, so then I got to be really involved kind of behind the scenes with that, which is just kind of fun. And then um, we packed it out. I think they can fit seven, 750 people in there, or we had 750 tickets, however we worked that out. Uh, and then they had to open up a second night just to make it happen. And then this year, it's actually going to be at a different venue because we're not going to fit. Uh, so that's super exciting. So if you're a teen and listen for details in the future about that, but that's not until October, you don't have to worry about it. Um, every time this closes, it loses me. Wait, and then uh, last summer, uh, I got to go and lead the youth activities during family camp up at Zion Hill uh, and they asked me to come back this year so apparently I don't suck um, yeah thanks so last year we kind of we, we looked at this uh, well there's a book called Be Still which is also a video on right now media um, so we, it just kind of journeys through like how to spend time with God every day and like the importance of that uh, and it was super good and if you're an adult and you want to just read the book it's called Be Still uh, it's put on by 24-hour prayer which is pretty good. Uh, I'm just going to give up on this. Um, yeah, so the things that, that really kind of stand out to me this year, though, is that uh, we gave away three Bibles to boys who I would not have expected to be asking me for Bibles. Uh, and they were our last three. So now I bought 20 brand new Bibles. So if you know someone who needs a Bible, we have a bunch of brand new ones. Um, and then we had two baptisms. Um, also, super, well, I, I had two baptisms in the youth. I mean, we had six, I think, yeah. So we had six baptisms together, but two from the youth. Uh, and then, like I said, I think there's maybe four more who are going to be coming out soon to be baptized. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing is that, like, really through small groups, I can see that I don't think anyone who's consistently come to our group since September is the same spiritually as they were then now. Like, I think everybody has changed and small groups really helps us see that kind of transition like the the discussion has gotten better and I think if you have any discussion with junior high boys it's good um, so th those are the things that are going on in youth Hi, I'm Juliana Beeman. I am the Vice Chair of the LBA. I am really encouraged when I think about the teens here at Cornerstone. When um, I hear and see what they're doing and what they're learning, whether it's here at the weekly youth group nights at Cornerstone or citywide events or conferences, it's just so exciting and encouraging to uh, see how they're growing and to hear of their heart for God and their heart for others and to see how God is at work in and through them. And it's just really amazing and encouraging to, to witness. I'm also really encouraged when I think of who we are as a church. At Cornerstone, we are really blessed with people who are so ready and willing to step in and help out, to serve one another, to serve the church. And that really makes Cornerstone a wonderful place to be in a wonderful church. 
So if you are a ministry leader or a volunteer, if you serve behind the scenes, if you are finding ways to quietly serve and encourage one another, or if you uh, give generously, we thank you so much. You are an important part of not only what makes Cornerstone a wonderful church, but what enables us to do the work that God has given us to do. And so if you are not yet serving, if you're not yet giving, or know that you could give a little bit more, may I encourage you to prayerfully consider what you can be doing and how you can be giving. Um, prayerfully ask God what he would have you do and how he would have you give, and then take that step of faith and obedience in response to that. Help us at Cornerstone to continue to do the work that God has given us now to do, but also help us to be able to do more, to be ready to uh, step out in faith and obedience wherever God leads us to next. Let's just uh, thank everyone who shared a report with a round of applause. What I hope is that is that you have seen, um, yeah, just a little bit of what is is going on behind the scenes. Things that you might not see on a Sunday morning. I hope that you've had a little glimpse uh, into all of the teams that are represented and uh, all of the ministries that are represented and the ministry coordinators. It's uh, it's it's really. Uh, it really thrills my heart and I also want to just say a big thanks to all, all of the kids who've stayed here and you've been so amazing and good and uh, thank you so much. Um, in 1979, Pink Floyd cynically sang these words, all in all, you're just another brick in the wall. And they're talking about, the, uh, about how the individual can be lost within soulless human systems. But way before Pink Floyd made it cool, Paul wrote in a similar vein to the church at Philippi, and he said this, So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him the whole building being put together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. So whereas Pink Floyd said, all in all, you're just another brick on the wall, uh, Paul is saying, take heart, be encouraged. You may feel like just a brick or a piece of masonry, but in God's hands, he's actually building you up into a wonderful structure of worship. So Pink Floyd meant it as a bad thing, but God means it as a good thing. It's a positive. And over the past year, we've seen this spiritual house of worship for God that we call cornerstone being built one stone at a time with Christ himself as our cornerstone and every time that we take a step of faith to share about Jesus work in our lives or to give to God's kingdom work we are building this house of God one stone at a time in the latter half well uh, so here are some um, maybe indicators or signs that that God is building his house in and around Cornerstone. In the latter half of 2022, our average in-person Sunday attendance was 92 people. In the first half of 2023, that has now increased to 117. That's an increase of over 27%, and that's not including our 
online viewership, which is still running steady from week to week, and I still hear regularly from folks who say, we're watching you online. So this is one sign. Over this past year, six cornerstoners have chosen to be baptized as a public declaration of their faith in God, and more are interested, as Nathan mentioned, and as I've heard. We as a church have been fulfilling um, um, our long-standing commitment that we would give 15% of, of our budget to missions and to kingdom ministries, including global partners, including Miracle Marnie, including North Gore Food Bank, including North, North or Norwood Wesleyan Downtown Mission in Edmonton, including Sarah Davis in Montreal, and including World Hope International. You also sent me on a mission trip last year, last October, over in Cambodia to see the incredible work that World Hope International Canada is doing out there. Last year, we gave nearly 44,000 outside of our walls yeah, to missions. And this year, so far, we have given over 14,000. That makes me happy, and I think that's worth a round of applause. Because all this money represents meaningful work, represents the message of the gospel going out, and represents real life change. And so I'm, I'm proud to say that as a church, we are resourcing the work of God, the work of the kingdom in our city, in our province, in our country, and around the world. So how do you build a house? One stone at a time. We've also had our community events like our Christmas tree lighting and the Big Give last year where a lot of gospel literature was handed out. And that's not to mention all of the free things and the food and all the ex and the fun which we gave away as well in the name of Jesus. We've also had our Christmas Eve service where our community friends heard the good news of Jesus Christ. And at our recent Easter service, we had over 200 people sat in this sanctuary. And so don't forget to sign up yeah, for the big give, which will be taking place in a couple of weeks. And so we asked the question again, how do you build a house? And the answer is one stone at a time. Over this past year, we've literally opened our doors to the vulnerable and the homeless. We've had cornerstoners who were ready to open their, their homes to Ukrainian refugees, even though it didn't end up happening. And we've also had people staying within these walls whilst they've been in a bit of a precarious situation themselves. And between this year and last year, we've given over 9,000 to local needs through our benevolence fund, uh, which is going straight to people who are struggling within our community. But as we know, this year hasn't all been sunshine and roses. We've also had significant losses in our church family and in the community at large. We've seen many families in our church and in our community who are touched by addiction, who are touched by family moving into long-term care, who are touched by you know, homelessness, who are touched by marriages which are broken, who are touched by medically assisted suicide, who are touched by spiritual oppression, who are touched by losing their houses and being made to move out or, being, or, or that's a very real threat 
to we've had families in our community and in our church who've lost their jobs, who've had major surgery, and who've faced real bullying in school or at the workplace. We've also had three separate flood incidents related to the ice storm that has led to this ongoing renovation. And so time and time again, the Lord has brought it into my mind just how much, many of, uh, how, how much many of you have been through over this past year. And he's also shown me that how much I love our Cornerstone family. And that's all of you. And as a family, we've actually learnt that we build this house of worship for God, not in between the hard times, or not in spite of the hard times, but it's in and through the hard times that this construction of worship is being built. And we take courage in these words of Jesus, that I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. That's a promise that he made. So, how do you build a house one more time? One stone at a time. We've had crucial spiritual conversations around Super Bowl parties, maybe potlucks, maybe cups of coffee. Really important spiritual conversations. We've had grow groups happening in various various places around North Gore and also Kentville. We, we've had people asking, asking God that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit. We, we've had people come asking to be freed of sin and, and spirits. We've had people take significant steps in their faith journey. We, we've had people experience actual healing within these four walls as a result of prayer. And we've had people learning to lean on God when the healing hasn't come. We've started new ministries this year, including the Cornerstone Kids on Tuesdays uh, and the If You Know You Know Senior High Lads on Sunday nights, which is joining the If You Know You Know Senior High Ladies on, on, on Sunday nights. And then we've also started this monthly outreach to two long-term care centers over in Kentville on Sundays once a month. And there are 1,000 more stories that are not represented here, some of which I know, many of which I have no, no idea about. But each of these stories and these steps of faith answer the question, how do you build a house? And the answer is one stone at a time. So then, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, built on the foundation of of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also being built together you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the spirit and I'd like to say thank you for being part of God's construction project over this past year 